Hey everybody, this is Rob Liefeld. You are listening to another edition of Rob Observations. We have been at this Rob Observations thing for nearly two years now, and it's about pop culture, it's about comic books, it's about the comic books that have become the streaming movies and 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 uh, and and, and uh, the, the streaming and the movies and the television and the cartoons and and just it, it's it's all encompassing. You guys know what I talk about it each and every week. I always mention it in the open because I want you to know that when you turn this on, this is where we're heading. This is where we're going. This is what it's all about tonight. I am coming to you fresh from uh, just tearing home from up in Westwood, uh, up up near UCLA, Los Angeles, uh, right off the 405, and uh, I drove about 90 minutes tonight both ways. I live in Orange County. It's a little bit of a uh, distance. I knew the rains were coming. Um, I came home to record this, the final, the last episode of 2021. And I could not be more excited to end it with uh, the movie of the last two years. Uh, a, a movie that literally blew me away tonight. Blew me, blew my mind. Uh, just, just, just completely, uh, just floored me with the quality of of, of its of its craft, of, of the level of execution, of the pure entertainment value. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. This uh this has been a big date on the calendar for everybody. I know it's been a big it's a big date for all of us who are planning to see it in theaters regardless of whether we attended the big Hollywood premiere. I was fortunate uh to be invited again tonight to see one of the uh literally what I believe is the biggest comic book movie since Endgame. And I'm going to tell you right off the bat it it has so much heart. Uh, it has so much. Uh, uh, it just, it just, it just has. Uh, it, 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 it made me cry. It moved me deeply. It made me laugh out loud. It. Um, I, I, I just, I could not be more impressed. I'm not going to spoil this movie for you. This is spoiler free. We are two minutes and twenty minutes, two minutes and twenty seconds into this podcast, and I'm telling you right now. Uh, it's past midnight here in Southern California as I record this and get this ready to um, 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 share with you tomorrow. Uh, load it up and and uh, we are going to talk as much as someone can talk about a movie that there is so much that you can't talk about. I'm going to do that, but I'm going to I'm going to really uh, uh, just just start kind of uh, at the very end of the red carpet tonight. This was the biggest celebration I've seen since Endgame and it was bigger on the red carpet than any celebration I've seen in years um and 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 trust me uh Deadpool 2 when it debuted in New York at the at, at the uh, at the AMC there uh in Manhattan was just a huge tremendous blast I mean you got Ryan Reynolds Zazie Beach Josh Brolin you had Terry Crews all of the big surprises all the big names and uh just so many people excited it was it was it was a triumph they were they were gonna they were following up on a huge movie um on that that same summer I was at the Infinity War premiere I've been to the Star Wars premieres none of them compared to the atmosphere uh, and, and on the carpet tonight, and uh, I was fortunate to take my beautiful daughter Olivia. She had such a great time. She is 17 years old. This was the perfect um, opportunity for her. But um, it was just uh, athletes, actors, musicians, and 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 the biggest turnout I felt of people in the business. Uh, and I'm going to tell you why. Cause, cause that's nothing new, right? You've heard that before. That's nothing new. I'm not. I'm, I'm telling you why, and why everyone was so excited. It's because it just felt like this was the party everybody has uh, felt they deserved after this last two years. And let's be honest, this last two years kind of looms over us. It, 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 it's heavy on all of us. I have been terribly concerned and burdened as a father, as a husband as a son, as a brother, as a friend, this last two years as we have navigated this worldwide, I mean, global pandemic that really brought us all to our knees, uh, screeched the entire world to a halt in a way that I've never seen in my 
life. And, and at one point when I was talking to my wife about, you know, calling my mom and talking to her, well, my mom is 84 years old as of this recording, and she had never been through a pandemic. So, you know, as you are listening to me right now, the last two years have been heavy and it's been uh, further, you know, polarizing depending on what side of whatever belief you bring to this. And uh, the last two years have just been heavy. It's a lot of burden. And it feels like we're crawling our way out of this thing. And we're trying to get back to normalcy. And the thing that everybody said tonight when you bumped into them on the red carpet was how it feels like this is normalcy. I was fortunate enough to go down the line and, and interview with a bunch of the uh, of the media outlets. And you'll maybe you'll, you'll, maybe you'll read or, or hear or, or watch because some of them were filmed. Um, some of those interviews, but... The, the reporters, the, the vibes were all about the fact that this was just felt triumphant. And I'm going to tell you, Marvel and Sony, they met the moment. They met the biggest opportunity uh, to celebrate uh, and, and feel good. They met that moment. This movie is magic. And and it was the party we all hoped we'd, we'd, we'd get to throw, get to attend. And with 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 a with a movie that 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 brought out the very best in everybody, and it'll bring out the best in you. Like I said, I was deeply moved in this movie. It has heart. It's about friendship. It's about trying your best to do your best, regardless of what anybody else says. It's inspiring. I was inspired. I was absolutely one hundred percent inspired. I saw Dwight Howard, Simu Liu. Um, I, I I saw uh, I I I saw JB Smoove. I I saw guys from the cast of Succession. Obviously, Tom Holland, Zendaya, Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, there was just uh, just just an explosion of talent, uh, athletes, singers, younger talent that my daughter knows that I don't. But it was a gigantic, ginormous. Turn out, but the energy people don't normally linger on the carpet, and everyone lingered because they were just so happy to be there. They're so happy, I think, to be there and see this very big, very gigantic, amazing, enormous event film. And as I'm walking off the carpet, the director of this movie, John Watts, is walking right ahead of me. And I know and I've met John, and I ran up to say hi to him. And he greeted me with a handshake and, hey, Rob, how you doing? And we turned the corner about to enter into the Westwood Village Theater that was showing it. And uh, I just congratulated him on what an amazing feat this this appears to be. Because obviously I hadn't seen it at that point, but obviously this guy has done three amazing Spider-Man films now. And then I said, hey, I'm really excited about your George Clooney, uh, Brad Pitt film that, 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 uh, that went out for auction a few weeks back. I think it's going to be on Apple, but he's like, yeah, I'm really excited about it too. Now, the reason I'm telling you about this is as we were approaching the lobby, Tom Holland, Tom Holland had gone on just a little ahead uh, on the carpet as they were preparing to get people in the seats to watch this movie. And I'm going to tell you something, Tom Holland, class act, just class, class act uh, from top to bottom. And I've seen some of these um, very, uh, the, the, the stars of the movie who have the most attention on them at any given event uh, that, that, that they are the feature player in. And some of them, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I've seen some of them with their bodyguards and their security that are rude, they're mean, they're pushy. And, and I mean to kids. I mean like to kids. You know, like that whole thing, like how do you how you treat animals and your mom is how you, how you, treat, <laughs> how you treat everybody else like behind closed doors. Um, Tom Holland had gracious really friendly security that looked out for him, but not to the detriment of like putting off ugly vibes to others. And I'm bringing this up because Tom Holland, as John Watts and I entered into the Westwood Village Theater, Tom Holland to the left where there was some space in the lobby was meeting some kids, some kids of some people who were attending who had told him how excited they were to see the film. And um, Tom Holland could not have been more gracious and kind. And as I was, uh, it, it, now there's a swell of people kind of all around him, but, but he is focused on these kids. And so it slows to a halt with myself and with John Watt. And I say, Hey John, have a good night. Cause I know he's got to go in and get situated for his movie. And so, but the, the traffic around in the lobby was kind of slow. So I just 
was able to stand there and watch. It was cute. Tom taking pictures with probably eight to 10 year old kids. Um, and, and the one kid told him, you know, I'm just so excited to see this movie tonight. And Tom Holland said, did you bring some tissues? I hope you brought some tissues. Cause, uh, cause this is sad. It's a sad film. And you know what? He's right. <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home is a sad movie in a very sweet saccharine way. You are definitely going to, to feel uh, heavy and sad at points in this movie, but it's never without hope. Sometimes there's sadness that, 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 that has to be dealt with to get to the other side and, and grow and move on. And this movie definitely has it. And, and it really hit me in the feels and it's going to hit you too. It really is. Uh, you know, it's a movie about friendship. And like I said, it's a movie about trying to do the best you can. Uh, you know, even when everybody tells you that it's not possible. And uh, as far as a Spider-Man story, I have a lot of Spider-Man stories. I like one of the guys on the carpet asked me what my, what my favorite Spider-Man story was for all, of all time and, and, and longtime listeners of the show will know that there is a story that Gil Kane drew Jerry Conway Roy Thomas were involved in the story uh, and and it's the introduction of Morbius the vampire it features the lizard and in it Peter Parker takes a serum and wakes up one day and has six arms he has literally become a human spider and this carries on through the duration of this entire uh, this entire episode with what, what do you do when you've now got extra appendages extra limbs and uh, there's fantastic art by Gil Kane who was just the perfect artist to, to depict Spider-Man with you know three arms on each side of his body and uh, that's always been my favorite Spider-Man story it was presented to me as a Marvel Treasury edition uh, I think it came out in like 1970, 1971, but by 1975, they had put in a giant treasury edition that was at the grocery store. And when I saw it and I got it and I saw the visuals and the splashy images and him with six arms and battling Morbius the vampire and lizard, I had to have it. My mom went out on the buck 50 for me and and, and bought it knowing that I would make that up um, by by doing chores and, and mowing the lawns. And for the, forever, that has been my longstanding favorite Spider-Man story. Maybe it's the first appearance of Venom for you. Um, maybe it's the Sinister Six because I, I'm definitely going to tell you I love the Sinister Six stories. My favorite are the two um, cracks at the Sinister Six that Eric Larson had. One with David Michelinie when he was following up Todd's run. Then when he went on to the adjectiveless Spider-Man following Todd once again. Eric wrote and drew my absolute favorite Sinister Six story. The Sinister Six, if you don't know, is Doc Ock, is Electro, is Sandman, is Mysterio, is um, Green Goblin, sometimes Craven. Uh, the Sinister Six are kind of sort of in, this is, you've seen the trailers. This is not spoilery. You know that there's Electro. You know Jamie Foxx is back as Electro. You know that William Defoe is back as Green Goblin. You know that... Um, Alfred Mulaney is back as Doc Ock. You know that Thomas Hayden Church is back as Sandman. You've seen their faces. You've seen all this. Um, uh, who am I leaving out? Uh, and uh, oh, oh, and then and then the lizard is back. And then you know the the lizard, the lizard is back. And uh, so it's 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 uh, when my friends and I watched the original '60s cartoon that was being stripped in the afternoon uh, every day at 3:30 uh, on the UHF channel. When I was in like third, fourth, fifth grade, I would run, literally have to run out at the bell and we would always miss the first five minutes because it was a 35 minute pure sprint to my house and, and my two of my friends, their parents wouldn't let them watch it. Yes, they're, you know, goofy moms. And so me and my, my friends, Matt and Nathan would always watch Spider-Man Monday through Friday and our favorite episode was a Sinister Six episode. When Mysterio and Electro and Goblin and Vulture all get together and battle Spider-Man, the team-up episodes—they're the when he's up against insurmountable odds. Well, as you've seen from the trailer, of course Tom Holland is up against it. Doctor Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch is a big part of this adventure that you all know, and uh, it is a gigantic, uh, a really big story with really big stakes and consequences. And obviously there's a ton of talent, a ton of actors. Again, all the ones that I just um, 
you know, rattled off for you. There's J.K. Simmons back as as J. Jonah Jameson, exactly as he was at at the at the um, at the end of Far From Home, um, back in Spider Man's life, and uh, obviously Marissa Tomei. You've got you've got uh, John Favreau as Happy. I mean, it's it's a uh, there's so much talent in this movie, and and yet I'm going to tell you, it is Tom Holland's absolute best, most inspired, most nuanced. Um, performance that he has ever given as Spider-Man. He is fantastic in this movie. I felt like the array of emotions, the character arc, um, just, he, 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 again, he met the moment. He, he rose to the occasion. And I think knowing that he would be surprised, you know, surrounded by all this amazing talent, he just dug in and he is spectacular or as I would say, amazing. Okay. Fully going corny on you guys on this podcast by using the uh, the two most popular adjectives that are associated with him in the history of his comic books. But it's also a giant, I mean, because of Doctor Strange and his involvement from very, very early on. Again, you know that because you've seen the trailer. It's an epic Marvel team-up episode. Epic. Just an epic Marvel team-up um, on a scale that I think uh, is only... I'd say equal, maybe not surpassed by, because I'm telling you, I love this movie. I love this movie. And uh, there is obviously great action, multiple Spider-Man suits. You know, he he, he gives um, all sorts of, I think you've seen, like there's different looks, different suits. Um, Doctor Strange even gives him some kind of toys to play with um, along the way. Uh, it's, it's, it's so much fun. What it, what it really is, is it's just a blast. You will smile, you will gasp, you will roar, you will laugh harder than you have at ever at any other comic book film ever. Um, there's stuff we can't talk about. There's stuff I can't talk about. There's stuff you think that, that is, you know, that's going to happen. There's stuff that you are hoping happen. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Those things happen. But those things happen in a way that you wondered, like, how's this going to happen? They hats off to Marvel Comics for making those things that we wanted and that we expected to happen, happen in such a wonderful, um, just outstanding way. And and you will just roar. Um, so Spider-Man No Way Home is my favorite Spider-Man story in any format, cartoon comic book film I think it surpasses all of the other films uh, I think it is it is Marvel and Sony's best outing together in unison it's a re, it's a Spider-Man movie and if I can also say it is the most comic book movie comic book comic book movie I've ever seen I mean each time I think well this is this is it man this is this is really comic booky my son is seeing it before he flies home with his friends. He's going to see it with his friends before he flies home in Texas. And he was telling me, he goes, Dad, it really, it really looks comic booky, right? It really looks like this is a comic book. And I'm like, well, yeah, people are falling out of portals. People are, I mean, if you look at the trailer, I mean, we all know that, you know, Dr. Octopus, Alfred Molina comes from the second Tobey Maguire film. And we all know that William Defoe's Green Goblin comes from the first Toby Maguire film, and we all know that Jamie Foxx was in the Andrew Garfield, the second film. And, uh, you know, right before the movie started, across the screen, there's a giant picture of Spider-Man. says, you know, no way home. And it said, please do not spoil this movie for others. Let them experience as you are experiencing it tonight. And I took that to heart. I really took it to heart. And I, and I hope that you're not spoiled. I hope you don't. I hope you go in fresh with great expectations because they're going to be met. Your expectations for this movie will be met 100%. You are going to have the time of your life. I mean, just if it was just Spider-Man versus all those villains in that trailer, uh, you would be flipping out. Um, alongside Doctor Strange, right? And uh, was Zendaya, Zendaya at his side? I mean, that it, that enough would just blow your mind. This movie is so much more than that. It is so much more than that. You are going to have the very best time. I cannot wait when we can all talk out in the open. I really hope that people don't spoil it. I hope they are um, respectful. That said, see it fast. 
see it fast. People, we all know those people out there that are just assholes, dicks. They just want to spoil things. They just want to get it out there and 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 show that they can flex on you. So avoid social media, but don't avoid fun podcasts like this where I'm just telling you, you're going to have a great time. And like I said, this is the end of a two-year party that we all deserved, that we'd all hoped and that we all deserved. And hats off to everybody, Kevin Feige, uh, Victoria Alonso, everybody along the way at Marvel Comics, everybody who stepped up for this movie, everybody at Sony, Tom Rothman, Amy Pascal, everybody who stepped up to make this movie happen. I'm going to tell you something. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you kind of a... I couldn't believe what I was watching. And, and I really want to put it in perspective. Because sometimes the 54-year-old guy, me, right now, is the 5-year-old. And I'm going to explain that to you. When I... My, 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 my two boys, the first movie I ever took them to was Revenge of the Sith in the summer in, you know, May of 2005. My son Luke had just turned 5. And my son Chase uh, was was just had just turned three, and my my wife was uncertain about me taking Chase, but I thought, no, this would be great. Five and three, come on, it's Star Wars. Um, they absolutely loved it. Chase walked out of the theater, and to this day, we will never forget. He just dropped to his just to his stomach in the in the lobby after the movie's over, and he started waddling around like with his elbows, and he goes, um. I thought you was my friend. I thought you was my friend. And he's quoting Anakin as Anakin's, you know, a burning pile of of charcoal, you know, and and stumps. He's charcoal and stumps. And and it was like, wow, Chase, my three-year-old is acting this out. Luke was, couldn't stop talking about Revenge of the Sith that day, that week, that month, that year. General Grievous... Dooku, the final battle between Obi-Wan and and Anakin. I couldn't imagine seeing it through five-year-old eyes. As I've told you guys several times, I was nine years old in 1977. And you got to understand, I I was telling my buddy this. I was really caught up in the ballet of lightsaber, the dance that Obi-Wan and Darth Vader did. It was like nothing I'd ever seen before. And admittedly, it was slow. And it was like two lumbering samurai. And, you know, when they talk about the, how they, um, the stuntmen and, and the stunt coordinators planned that out on the, on the Star Wars documentary, um, uh, Empire of Dreams, the stunt guy tells them like he wanted to make it very honorable samurai, have them hold their swords out in front of them in a certain style. And he goes into great detail. But it's, it's mainly because, you know, there was no stunt there was no stunt work uh and 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 kind of you know martial arts approach in that movie as we would get down the line but at, at nine years old star wars blew me away that those battles blew me away when i took my son and i'm in my you know i'm in my 30s when i take him to see revenge of the sith um i'm i'm blown away but I'm looking at his five-year-old eyes, and he is just, whoa, it's, it completely overwhelms uh, his senses. He is overwhelmed with um, just excitement. And, uh, you know, this past weekend, I was in Chicago Con, Chicago, C2E2 in Chicago, huge convention, monster, monster turnout, kind of the same thing that was on the red carpet tonight, the last show of the year the big convention that everybody was hoping for, the big party they all wanted to throw. Everybody's in a celebratory mood. Hayden Christensen was the marquee, big matchup, big, big name there. And if you don't think that he drew thousands of people, his lines were staggering. I mean, like Disneyland lines in the middle of the summer to get on Space Mountain when I was a kid, to get on the Star Wars ride now. I mean, it was enormous amounts of of crowds there to see Darth Vader. And I looked at the age of the kids and the people who were waiting in line and they were all in their 20s and or, or their late teens. And I'm like, you know, my son, who is now 21, you know, that that movie for him, that that, that was 16 years ago. Um, 
And uh, he loves those movies. He loves them because they they were they hit him when they were young. He immediately segued into the Clone Wars cartoon and never looked back. And that era, those characters, that depiction of Anakin and Obi-Wan at that time in the Clone Wars is some of his absolute favorite. Now, let me flip that. Imagine pulling comic books off the spinner rack at seven years old in 1975. Imagine uh, encountering the multiverse with your first Avengers comic, 141, where you see echoes of the Justice League. And I've talked about this numerous times. I've talked about this recently. It's my very first episode of this podcast ever. And you wonder, wow, how did they pull this off? How did they make a super, how did they make a Justice League type team that can battle the Avengers? And so impressive, so amazing. But you you go through life and you watch different adaptations and you watch them grow and you watch them expand and you watch them become cartoons and you watch them become live action television live action television movies then you you see them get get on the big screen you see big budgets you see them evolve the CGI the effects they get bigger they get better the the they turn into event films now imagine tonight you're 54 years old you're dropped in your seat you're seeing a multiverse themed movie because that's what they've told us is coming you know Doctor Strange has mentioned it in the trailers we know that that these different you know Characters from the original Sony films with Tobey Maguire and then the later uh, Andrew Garfield films. We know those villains are coming. We've seen it. That's been part of the draw and part of the advertising and the marketing. And you're sitting there and you go, are they going to pull this off? Are they going to pull this off? And your inner seven-year-old is like, oh my gosh, holy crap, this is happening. They're pulling this off. And I just cannot, it's the reverse of the five-year-old. It's, it's the old eyes seeing something new, something he never thought was even possible. And, and the smile that this movie is going to put on your face is incredible. Zendaya is the best. Zendaya, sorry if I'm not saying it correctly, is the best MJ she's ever been. Marissa Tomei is great. She's just wonderful. Uh, the, 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 the few... The few parts that Happy Hogan is in, I mean, he's 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 scattered throughout the film. He's really great. He he delivers like he always does. Um, there are surprises. I would say five or six or seven minutes in, and uh, ten minutes in, and it never looks back. And there is going to be stuff that just throws you. The audience is going to yell and it's going to cheer. Um, people like Jamie Fox are get a second chance at giving you an Electro that is better than the prior Electro. Uh, there's lots of second chances, new opportunities, new payoffs, new callbacks that you are so ready. You you don't know how... how you're ready to receive them, but you do, you have no idea how great this stuff plays. And, and I, I just cannot imagine people not seeing this movie again and again and again. It's everything I like about Spider-Man. It's young Spider-Man. I love that. There's a point early on where Doctor Strange says to Peter Parker and delivered in that great Benedict Cumberbatch, you know, Cumberbuck, you know, voice. And he says, sometimes I forget as, 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 as accomplished as you've been, I forget that you're just a kid, that you're just a kid. And really, that is so fundamentally what I love about this movie is that Tom Holland is playing, uh, you know, very, very, even though he's been on other planets and he's battled alien beings, it's not that he's naive. He's just, he, he's got a youthful enthusiasm and a youthful uh, outlook, positive outlook that services this film and drives the entire film. And sometimes that positive outlook is going to get challenged. And early on in the film, Zendaya always says, you know, don't, don't if, if, if you lower your expectations, you'll never be disappointed. Or if you expect disappointment, you'll never be disappointed. So she has a very much more skewed point of view where Tom Holland's 
Peter Parker is much more hopeful. He's much more enthusiastic. And I'm telling you, it's refreshing. It it explains a lot of the decisions he makes throughout the film um, because he is committed to, as I said at the top, doing the very best, being the very best he can possibly be, believing the best in others. That's part of it. Uh, And that is what's driving him to do what he believes is the right thing. He's going to do the right thing despite every caution against it. And and it it really builds an extended arc that I think you are just going to have the very best time. Uh, Marvel delivers great special effects, visual stunt. I think it's it's John Watts' most exciting of, of, of all the films. And I think... I think Homecoming's exciting. I think No Way. I think I think Far From Home is exciting. No Way Home is absolutely the most riveting, the most um, dynamic, uh, the funniest, uh, the most heartfelt. Like I said, there's a sweet saccharine sadness that um, kind of is hard to get around in this film. It, it kind of is 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 is. Uh, it, 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 it's kind of the destination of this film. But at the end, there's hope. And we love that. And again, I, there's nothing I love more than friendship and, and and movies about bonds, whether it's Stand By Me or honestly, the entirety of Sex and the City, the original run on HBO, is about four women who were tremendous friends. And in Stand By Me, it's about four boys who are tremendous friends. I love bonds. And I love seeing actors play those roles and invest in those bonds and those relationships with their fellow, uh, you know, fellow actors in those relationships. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to get moved. You will be moved. I go back to, like I said, sweet Tom Holland with those kids in the lobby. When he said, did you, did you, did you bring tissues? You should have tissues. This movie's really sad, man. It's, it's honestly, it's, it's really sad. And as I walked in, I'm like, wow, I, I didn't expect the movie I didn't, when I was driving up to see No Way Home, I didn't expect sad. I expected to see Doctor Strange cast spells, and I expected to see villains from other times and places and movies show up. But I didn't expect to cope with the sadness, but also the promise of the hope that comes with it. So, uh, yeah, people were ready to have this film. I think it is among Marvel's finest uh, easily top five, maybe top three uh, Marvel comic films. They are, it is polished, it is accomplished, it is so much fun. I And more so than anything, it opens up, we are we are now in a new era of the MCU. The, this film is the first to kind of punch up, shed the shed the formula of the previous kind of Marvel films and establish a whole new benchmark. Spider-Man New Way Home establishes a brand new benchmark and it is the new era we have arrived at it with this film. And it's a new playing field, new rules, new scope, new scale. Uh, and I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I, I think it is, uh, it is the doorway, the bridge to so much more that we have no idea how much we're going to enjoy. And this is it. It all starts here. I really believe this is the beginning. The Avengers, when it brought together all of the solo characters, and uh, whether it was Downey Jr. and ScarJo from Iron Man 2, whether it was, you know, Steve Rogers whether it was a a new pivot on the Hulk with 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 uh, Mark Ruffalo, whether it was, you know, delivering Chris Hemsworth and, and, and Tom Hiddleston, that was like, ooh, we're now getting in this these solo movies have all, have existed and now we're going to team them up. And it opened up this new era of 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 movies with the Avengers and 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 these kind of collected adventures of of these collected heroes. This is opening up a brand new door to an entire new, um, again, it is, I, I, I best describe it as it is a new era for Marvel Comics. And uh, I think only great things 
can come of it. I could not believe what I watched tonight. I could not believe the, um, the, 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 the story that I saw unfold. Like I said, my favorite Spider-Man story ever. It's got everything I like about Spider-Man. I've always loved that he's smart, that he made his own web shooters because he's smart, that he's um, now absent the Tony Stark aspect of this. Um, further emphasizing, you know, that, that Tony Stark is gone and then kind of some of the stuff that Mysterio did at the end of Far From Home mucks things up in this movie for Stark technology and, and, and makes them perhaps a little less accessible and it puts it, the onus more on the Peter Parker character and his inventiveness. You know, we always, those of us who grew up on Peter Parker and his little V-neck you know, sweater and the, and, the, and the fact that he was a scientist and an inventor. Um, I, I dig that part of him. And, and that part um, is, is that that muscle is, is flexed uh, uh, to my satisfaction easily. And I think more to yours, you get the acrobatic, the action. Um, obviously, when you show up with all these villains, you get a, you get, you get a, a, a tremendous opportunity for great superheroic fights. We love that stuff. But again, um, with the, with the friendship opportunities, the relationships, the the uh, the stakes. Oh my gosh, this movie has so much heart, so much soul. I can't wait for you guys to see it. And it was so much fun. It was just so much fun. And uh, you know, I spoke of C two E two this convention uh, that 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 capped off the year. And uh, when I was going to C two E two this last week. I was dreading that it was going to be really snowy and maybe bad conditions and oh my gosh, am I going to hop, am I going to be able to fly home and make this Spider-Man premiere the next day and I get to Chicago that could not be more beautiful out of like southern California weather 50 degrees out you know um 47 was the low one day I mean this, this was the that the Uber driver told me uh oh it was like a heat wave in Chicago but more more than that beautiful blue skies crisp Breezy, the fans showed up. I, I, I've gone to New York, Comic-Con, LA Comic-Con, and C2E2 in Chicago, and C2E2 was easily the busiest, the most packed, with the most enthusiastic fans. And again, the vibing, the sense of, we can't believe we're back here, we're doing this again, we're buying comics, we're buying art, we're buying toys. There was just a great atmosphere. It was like what I said was happening on the red carpet tonight, just a buoyant enjoyable enthusiastic vibe that ran through the entire weekend and it was such an honor and so much fun to meet so many of you um i, I was able to do multiple panels uh between la and between chicago and i'm just going to tell you right now they were so much fun and, and 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 sharing stories about comics with you guys and again i just I love comics and I love when I get a chance to share my love of comics and I believe that I could put a comic book in front of everybody's face in in front of everybody that would that would make them smile that would give them a jolt that at the at the at the very least if they only flip through 10 or 12 pages they would be entertained by those I really believe in the power of comic books and now more so that you know the power of these comics as adapted works as I said you know Seven years old, 1975, grabbing my first Marvel Comics. And this is a Marvel Comics movie. This flexes on everything that Marvel does so well. That blend of character, stakes, consequences, humor, drama, um, just action. So great. But C2E2, party atmosphere, hugely successful. So happy for everybody at Reed Expo that they had such a successful show. Really fun to be a part of it. But I'm going to tell you, I signed every day. I signed Friday. I signed Saturday. I signed Sunday. And it was my great pleasure. You guys are blowing me away. You're, <laughs> you're taking me aback. You're catching me off guard. You guys come up to me and you'll hand me your comics. And then you'll look, look up at me with these big giant grins. And you'll be like, it's a macho show. It's a macho show. Or one of you said, you know, could you inscribe that? Let the Bronco buck. Which is also from a. From from a, a motto of this show that the Macho Show, as you know, is is the 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 Richard Anderson who is Oscar Goldman on Six Million Dollar Man and Bionic Woman, and he and I and I've, I've referenced because I think there's a style of comic book in the same way that Six Million Dollar Man was a style of show, and he said in a documentary that's in the five box 
uh, five season box set of, of Six Million Dollar Man. There's a great documentary, and he said that he would tell Lee Majors, and Lee and he would talk that we were a macho show. We were a macho show. And the way he said it and the way he clung to that word. And so I've shared it here. Now you guys are coming to me at the signings and telling me it's a macho show. It's a macho show, life. Or you're saying, let the Bronco Brook, which is what Todd McFarlane said that he had told some Marvel editors who are trying to be very uh, constrictive with me early in my career. And you're like, he's a Bronco. You got to let him buck. Let the Bronco buck. So um, you guys are working in all sorts of positive love. I cannot believe it started this 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 summer when I when I toured uh, Florida and I went to Jacksonville and Kissimmee and Orlando and, and you guys were starting and then I went to Scottsdale, Arizona and, and I went to New York this year and I, I've, I've been to Orange County stores and you guys are talking to me about the podcast. It is a great pleasure that you are listening. I ask you guys when you guys give me these comments, I say, well, what do you like? You like the history? You like the insights? You like the stories, you like the drama. I try and deliver all of it, and, and I have tried now for two seasons to give you guys the very best that I got. And I am so thrilled that you are receiving it in that way. This show has given me a great opportunity to meet so many of you. You guys have told me you listen to me on your way to work. You listen to me while you're working in the garage. You're listening to me while you draw. It is my great honor and privilege that you guys partake in this show on any level and that you guys are giving me so much positive feedback. I am always taken aback because it's just not, I'm not trained to, to like anticipate that yet. I, I guess over time now it'll, it'll become old hat, but these last, this last six, seven months, I just wasn't prepared and you guys are so generous and I, and I am so thankful uh, that you guys are so generous with your love and your enthusiasm about this show. This is in fact the final show of of the year and uh and from here on in as i load this up and share this with you on december 14th 2021 i wish you the very best holidays it has been a challenging two years this show is born in the pandemic and uh like i said i i feel it for you guys but i love that we share comic books i love that we share this passion i love that we share this fever this curse whatever it is this as I work it out, but I love it. I love it. And uh, and I love that we share it. And when I see you guys at the shows and we talk, um, I, I recognize in you guys the same passion. We love our toys. We love our trading cards. We love our comics. We love our, our slabbed, graded books. We love our reader copies. We love our graphic novels. I just, it has been such a pleasure. And thank you for listening to this show. Thank you for partaking in this. I will absolutely be back after the holiday season, but I want you guys to have the very best as I am, is I, th I think it's 11 days to Christmas. When you hear this, it'll be 10 days to Christmas. I hope the holidays are great to you. I hope you see family. I hope you see friends. I, I, I hope you have great meals. I hope you watch great movies. I hope you read great comics. I hope you watch great shows. I hope you sing great songs. I hope you get whatever it is that you wanted under that tree. I hope that you are able to give to those who you love. I hope that you are able to receive from your loved ones. Um, I just have always been forced with, if I'm going to see the glass half full or half empty, it's always going to be half full to me. And you guys are part of that half full. I'm so thankful. And, uh, and again, I just want you to have the very best one of you guys at the end of the signing, put your hand on the shoulder, my shoulder and told me my end, my end cap that I do here every time. And you said, Rob, this is where you tell me you're going to take care of yourself. And we are going to talk again real soon. It really touched me. It really touched me. Um, so I just want to wish you guys the very best end of 2021 heading into 2022. I will be back. I'll be back with all new episodes, um, more comics history, more drama Image Comics is turning 30 in 2022. If you don't think that I'm going to share with you stories that I've been holding and I have some doozies for you that I'm going to share. They're coming. They're absolutely coming. Go see Spider-Man. No Way Home. It is a triumph. It is maybe one of the best comic book movies ever made. It's easily, like I said, my favorite Spider-Man story, period. 
It may be one of the best comic book movies ever made. There is, I, I have, it, it is a movie that I, I do not have any issues with. Everything clicks, everything works. Again, like I said, Doctor Strange, sometimes I forget how young you are, Peter Parker. And uh, so much of that one line really drives home why you are going to take that ride, why that ride works, and why why we see Peter make the decisions that he makes that creates the conflict. And uh, oh my gosh, you guys just are not ready. You Go this holiday and go see it. You're going to have a blast. You're going to see it multiple times. And you know what I get out of Spider-Man? Nothing. Nothing but a shared experience with you. Okay? I have no dog, you know, in this hunt. So uh, I'm so excited for you guys to see this. I'm excited to come back and share 2022 and talk about the comics industry. Thank you for buying Snake Eyes. Thank you for buying Archie's The Shield. Thank you for buying any Deadpool 30th anniversaries of the 30 covers I did this last year. Thank you for buying Deadpool's 30th anniversary that came out in March. Um, that was a fun special. Thank you for buying X-Force Kill Shot, one of the my favorite things I've ever done. I had a really productive year. It was super fun. I'm going to try and capitalize that and build on that going into 2022. You guys know that at the end of every episode, I share with you guys the awesome reviews that you guys leave for me and I am I am so thankful that you guys leave any reviews for me ever okay I mean ever so so this is where I read your reviews at the end of the show and I'm gonna read it right now um you guys are so good to me um this is from Raphael Moran Raphael Moran or Raphael Moran and it's five stars we need your Five stars, you guys. We need your reviews. You, If you post them, I'm going to read them. That's that's my deal with you guys. And we need it. The platform needs it. The recommendations are so important. This is, this is called The Geeky Dad. Five stars. This show is a must-listen. Every episode, I learn new things about the comic industry. I love every time I listen. Rob should write an autobiography of his life. I would read it. Well, thank you, Raphael. Thank you so much. That means a great deal with me. I'm sorry that I didn't give you a whole lot of history in this episode, I just want to get you hyped. I want to tell you that I saw a great comic book movie that I know you're going to love that hits so many different cylinders. And and again, it is the most comic booky, comic booky movie I've ever seen. It works. It goes big. It takes big swings. They all work. Uh, the uh, another gentleman here, uh, really really kind, is from. Shatterack, and he says, Rob loves comics. His passion is infectious. It makes me want to go back and read his favorite issues. Look at his favorite panels of art. He's got some great stories and gives perspectives on things I'd never even thought about. Seems weird, but the highest praise I can say of anyone, uh, uh, say of anyone in the industry is that they love comics instead of using it to further their movie or writing career on TV. Rob just loves comics. Thank you for Deadpool, X-Force, The New Mutants, Major X. <laughs> he says before they arrive, this is his words, in parentheses, before they hired Hickman to ruin everything. Uh, keep recording, Rob. Uh, Rob is still awesome. His stories are great. He's refreshingly honest in, with his opinions without being a jerk about it. A rare gift these days. Haha. Love the podcast. Rob consistently has the best comic book podcast out there. It's not even close. We love you, Rob. Thank you, so very much what what a kind what a kind man um since this is the last show of 2021 i'll read this last uh this last review um and it was uh that a guy was really excited rob's been killing it since he started this podcast and has another home run with his review of the snyder cut again these episodes are there. I, I randomly share them throughout the week in case you haven't seen them. And so this one is about the March episode I did on the Snyder Cut. Uh, his excitement and energy comes comes uh, comes out from the speaker. I was already excited for these, but just hearing Rob talk gets me more hyped. I hope this is how you feel about Spider-Man No Way Home. It's a blast. I hope you see it. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you, Marvel. Thank you, Sony. Thank you for the great premiere Thank you for the great experience. My wife, my, my, my daughter, my daughter, my 17-year-old daughter 
loved it. She absolutely loved it. But like Tom Holland said, maybe bring some tissues. It's it's a little bit of a sad movie. It's 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 a sad film, but it has hope, and it kicks all sorts of ass. And you're gonna laugh harder than you've laughed at any movie at any time. They knew exactly what they're doing. The 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 so much of what happens in this film is so it, it's exactly what you want, where you want, how you wanted it. So enjoy that. Enjoy your holidays. Come back and see me in 2022. I'll be here. I'll be here with new episodes and we can have more fun. And uh, so you guys know this is the time when you're going to tell me that you're going to take care of yourself. And I know you are. It's 11 days out, 10 days out from Christmas. Uh, and I am, I am hopeful that you have great vacations. Get the time off you need. Hang out with your family. Enjoy them. Enjoy your kids, your brothers, your sisters, your parents, um, your cousins, your nephews, everybody. Um, it's going to be fun. So take care of yourself and uh, relax, enjoy, look for the half full moments, okay? And make those, if they're feeling half empty, do whatever you can to make it half full. It's just in perspective. It really is. And uh, I'm all over social media. I'm on Twitter at Robert Liefeld, blue check. That's really me. I'm all over Instagram, social media on Instagram at Rob Liefeld. I am all over Facebook. I'm in so many different groups. I'm Rob Liefeld. This podcast page has a podcast page. This podcast is a podcast page on Facebook, Rob Observations with Rob Liefeld. I have my own Rob Liefeld Extreme group. I'm part of the Land of the Lost group, the Planet of the Apes group, the Logan's Run group, Silver Age Comics, Golden Age Comics, Bronze Age Comics, all of it. I'm, I'm all over it. I hope to see you guys there. Tell me uh, that you're going to stay safe, okay? Stay out of trouble. Keep your head high. Stay stay safe. And we are absolutely, most definitely, positively going to talk again real soon. (laughs) 